The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome everyone to the Ask Dr. Dream show. This is where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And I am Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So grateful to be with you here on Unity Online Radio. And I just think it's such an interesting symbolism that I get to join with you on Unity. This is this is where it's at. It's all about coming together and being united. Whether times are, are chaotic or not, this is the solution, getting unified, getting into that unified point of view. The number to call if you have a question today about, as always, dreams, but if you want to talk about current events, the things that have, uh, what's going on in the media, your feelings about George Floyd and about the protesting and the and all the wildness in our country right now. Um, if you're listening from the U.S. and I know there's protests and all manner of things going on all over the world, but feel free to call in if you've got a voice, if you want to voice your concerns, your feelings. Also. We happen to have an amazing guest today that that I'm going to bring on in just a moment. And she is, her name is Hollis Durand, and her book is called Everything You Wanted to Know About the Afterlife, But We're Afraid to Ask. So I think this is a perfect opportunity to even, I would say, without being overly presumptuous, I feel like I'm, I need to stop being afraid that I'm stepping on, I'm walking on eggshells because I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. But I just want to say, we might have a chance to hear what's going on with George Floyd on the other side and get a perspective from him with today's guest. And that's what I'm hoping for. Um, Also, one of my dearest friends on the planet, Gypsy Kime, who is, um, She's been a bestie of mine for um, 30 years. She is in, um, God, I don't even know what to say. I'm so tongue-tied, not like I norm- I normally can just kind of go blah, but I, she's, she's maybe she may be near the she may be near the end and i and i feel like we're going to get i want to get some answers for her today so let's just pray let's just go into a little prayer y'all and nancy t is going nancy t is with us nancy so let's just join in and drop into that still place that is beneath and beyond the commotion that is beyond the transitoriness of this world. Let's just drop into the still waters that are always there, even in the midst of a tsunami. There is a still place at the bottom of the ocean where it is calm. So we can drop down into this sweet, sweet place and just notice that we are, our pulse is fine. We're, as Byron Katie says, we're either sitting, standing, or lying down. And I would just add, or swimming, or dancing. So either of those things, that's all that's really going on. And we are together. We're connected in this unified field. We call in the sunlight of the spirit 
And along with that, let's bring in all of our beloveds, our ancestors, our angels from the other side that are here to comfort us and to provide guidance during a time when we could really use some guidance in every moment to be the change, be the solution and not be part of the problem, but to embody the solution that we wish to see in the world or the change, however you want to phrase that. So let's join together in this place where we are unified and let's recognize that we are connected. Like Martin Luther King said, we are intrinsically woven into the fabric of humanity. We are, it is impossible. And these aren't his words. These are my paraphrasing words that it is impossible to not be unified with one another, regardless of our skin color, our religion, our backgrounds, whatever we might use to separate us. There is way more that unites us and binds us than there is that would differentiate us. So let's just lean on the place where we are unified. Let's be in this field together. Let's take a big, deep breath. And know that there is a bigger show going on beyond what's on the surface. And perhaps this is why we were born. Perhaps this is showtime. Perhaps this is the time not to go crazy, but to bring our light. Perhaps this is the time that we chose to incarnate for. So let's not miss it. Let's wake up. Let's be lucid in this dream together. And with this, I just say thank you so much. And so it is. Amen. A woman. Ah, dreams. And Nancy T, are you there? Are you with me? My I'm with you always. Partner in shine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I want to just give you the mic for a moment, and I know you're going to pull a card for us, but also just give us a few words about what you what you've been you've been going through. I mean, you're always like Miss Perky, Miss Happy, find a giggle. There's a reason to smile about everything, but your heart has been smashed and obliterated, and. And I think, and I thought it was really important for you to be on the show with Hollister, our guest, and I today, and not hide out and just only save the perkiness for the media. But I think it's time to be all of ourselves today. So what's cooking in your world, Nancy T? Well, I'm I'm really, when I say I'm behind the Black Lives Matter protesting, it doesn't even come close to how I feel Um I'm, you know, I'm a white woman for anyone who's listening and isn't sure. Um, and I haven't experienced that, which my black brothers and sisters have, and I never do. And I never will. And I heartbroken by the injustice. I'm heartbroken by the difference in my life versus say just even a black woman my age saying everything. Um, I just saw a video about a woman who was talking about how when she gets stopped by the police, she narrates. And what she says is to the police officer, both of my hands are here on the wheel. I know you want my driver's license and you want my registration, but I need to reach into my purse. Is that okay? And if he says wow. yes, then she reaches into her purse and says, my wallet is blues. Can you still see my hands? She narrates every moment. And then when she's done, he says, thank you for making her him feel safe. And she wow. was in tears telling this story because 
she's meant to be feeling safe from that police officer. So I'm not here to say that police officers are all bad or anything like that, but I just know that there are a lot of everyday things that I take for granted that I know that I can just do without fear of being killed that, that my black brothers and sisters can't. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Oh, thank you, Nancy. It breaks my heart too. And I have to say my, my dad was, um, was a policeman his whole career and he retired as a chief of chief of police. And, and I talked to him and my dad was in tears. My dad was heartbroken over this. He was so ashamed that his colleagues would would be such idiots and and I so I've always grown up with cops as my uncles as mm. as protectors and and also knowing that they go into their profession most of them there are exceptions because they have a hero complex my dad became a cop because he wanted to make a difference he wanted to help people I and I think that's the case for most cops and yet I think there uh, many of them get adrenalized and get jaded it's like being in combat for too long it's like they their humanity gets covered up with scar tissue and and they do things that don't reflect their humanity and i don't think there's any excuse for what that cop did but i like i like i sent out in my my email that went out this morning the only solution i see personally is to I don't I don't find peace when I demonize anyone. I have to find all of these people inside myself as if it was my my dream because it is and I am all of them. And then I feel like I can and then I'm not powerless. Then I feel like I've got work to do. I can roll up my spiritual sleeves and get to work. Anyway, that's my opinion. I put in my email, you might hate me, you might demonize me, you might want to throw rocks at me, but I've got to express my my personal personal perspective and it's all a very scary time. But let's bring on our guest without further ado because Oh, did you no want accident. the card real quick? Oh, no? Jesus. Thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Well, it's, it's actually you should have said Zeus because the one that I pulled was Rhea, the mother of Zeus. And if there's any time to say mother of Zeus, what is going on? This is it. <laughs> so, this is from the dream goddess empowerment. I think I'm deck. going to use that as my new my new mother of Zeus. <laughs> um, Rhea, okay, so what is going on? Rhea, yeah. You've been chosen to co-create with the gods. Your ingenious inspirations, whether for a baby, an idea, a creative project, are not to be taken lightly. They are not just for you, but also for the upliftment of this world and beyond. All you have to do is say yes. Show up and the universe will guide your way. Oh, mother of Zeus. I think that's, we just have to be that big, not just to be like the the mother of ordinary folks, but like the mother of Zeus. Yes, we let's do. Like we do. To con- yes. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Let's just up our game. So let me tell you a little bit about Hollis Durand. By the way, Devra, my agent said, you've got to have her on your show. She's amazing. And I did, and I did a little digging and this woman is like, okay, we're just in for a treat. So I want to get this intro out of the way so we could just bring her on. But I want to let you know that after 25 years of bringing comfort to tens of thousands of people, Hollis Durand brings her incredible 
incredible knowledge and experience to her accessible and comprehensive new book that takes you on an eye-opening journey into the afterlife. Her book, by the way, is called Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About the Afterlife But Were Too Afraid to Ask. <laughs> Is there really an afterlife? Do spirits still feel love for us? What's it like when we cross over? These are the things that we all not just want to know, but we need to know. And it's time for this. So she's been all over television, all over media, including um, including George Norrie's um, Beyond Belief and, and Coast to Coast. And her book is in Q&A form. So it's all about your questions and then here's your answers. And and I, we're going to talk about the afterlife. We're going to talk about spirits, spirit communication, mediumship, healing and grief and good grief. I just want to say, God bless you, Hollis Durand. Thank you for dedicating your life to, to being a bridge between these worlds. And thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. So welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show, Hollis Durand. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kelly. And I have to say, um, it really is, it comes down to divine timing. My book was released on May 5th, and my assistant said to me, Hollister, this is the worst time to release a book in the middle of a pandemic. Um, And I said, this is the best time to release this book, because nowhere in in memory has the entire world been experiencing grief. And now... Here we are in the middle of not only a pandemic, but uh, but suffering from, you know, uh, pain of our mm. brothers and sisters and a pain that they have carried for very, very long. So mm. when I was reading the um, uh, the book, uh, there's an audio version of the book. I was going along fine reading the answers, and then I came to question number 36. What is Mm. the difference between guides and angels? And I'm just reading along, and I get to this. These days, not a week goes by without me seeing angels and guides, along with loved ones and spirit at events and sessions. When these guides visit, they bring messages of living life at the intersection of love and greatest possibility. When angels visit, they speak of love, joy, peace, and protection. They are the messengers of the divine. I am seeing angels with ever-increasing and somewhat stunning frequency. This may be because there are serious threats to life on our planet. However, however, these are also times of great connectivity with momentous opportunities for change and transformation, both personal and global. The presence of the angels indicates that the highest frequencies of creation are here on earth and therefore accessible to us. Their presence may be an urgent request that we listen and learn. Mm. So I I read that and I broke down crying and I said to the producer, I I just have to stop for today because I was so overwhelmed. I have been seeing angels. We've been talking with loved ones and there was this sense that something big was coming, but there was no, you know, true understanding of how momentous this moment is and how we are, you know, we are here to listen. So when I teach people how to do mediumship, one of the exercises we do is deep listening. And I even have this, you know, little class um, online Mm. to help people Mm. adopt this practice. But starting with listening 
And that is so important right now at this moment to really hear what someone else is saying without any filter, without any, uh, you know, without preparing a response. It is essential as a medium to be a listener, to allow those who are voiceless here on this earth plane, those that people don't think they can hear, to give them a voice. And that practice can be shared with everybody so that we can hear each other here on this earth plane as well. So is there, I I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I know you you live on the spot, so I hope this is okay. (laughs) But is there... Would it be possible to tap into the spirit of George Floyd to see what his perspective might be that we might communicate to give people some a perspective of where he's at, what's going on with him well, on the other what, side? Yeah, what I I'm not willing to um, to move into that space unless his family is willing to have me move into that space. The work that I do is a very, very personal thing. Um, And, you know, I've been asked, you know, can you talk with Jim Morrison? You know, can you do? Well, I have spoken with Jim Morrison, but it has been um, because a loved one has come to see me. And the same Uh thing with other iconic type people. Um, So the first connection in my work is almost always with a family member. Now, there are some exceptions, and I'll give you those exceptions. People who are creative, um, so singers, dancers, writers, people like that will come to see me. And if there's a particular person who's been an inspiration, sometimes that mm. person will show up to speak with them. So, um, so I could be speaking with a mover and shaker at some point in the in the movement or in Black Lives Matter, and all of a sudden, George might show up. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but there's yeah. almost always a real connection within the network. Um, but what I can say in general um, is reiterate what his brother said, because uh. I have no doubt. Oh, I'm getting chills as I say this. Mm. I have no doubt that his brother, because his brother said he wanted to go to Minneapolis to go to the place where his brother died Mm. so that he Mm. could, he just wanted to feel his brother. Yeah. And then he spoke and he talked about nonviolence and he talked about what George would want and what he would not want. So I trust that brother's words. Oh, I such chills with that. Yikes. Mm. So I think if anyone wants to hear a message from, whoo, I can't even stop the chills. They keep coming. So I oh. have to say that when that happens, that's an amen from spirits. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a, yeah, you're, you're hearing this right. Okay. So listen to what his brother said of what he would want in this situation. And and those would be the closest words, much closer than I would be able to give right now. Okay. And for those who haven't seen sense? it, it totally makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. And I appreciate you. I appreciate that perspective. Um, for those who haven't 
heard it. Um, is there a, a, a synopsis of that? Like even like, I don't know, one. Yeah, well, he, he kept reiterating that George would not want violence and mm. he would not want the message to be co-opted by violence. Mm-hmm. And that the message would not get buried or taken away, you know, with a different agenda. So essentially, stay focused. Stay focused on change for the better. Um, uh, and mm-hmm. just know that we're all, everyone, and this is the other thing, because what is happening now is the names of those who have died in violence um, are being announced. It's almost like... Yeah. Um, Right. The names of the dead are being announced and chanted. And there's almost like a kirtan that's going back and forth. You can, you know, uh, uh, mm. someone leading a chant will say a name and then the group repeats it and says it back. And so have, oh man, I'm having chills again. Have no doubt that every single person who has died in this violent way um, and has been, um, uh, crushed due to systemic um, racism is is present in these marches. That's the thing. You know, I, I remember when I was writing my first book, I was writing and the, the AIDS walk was going by where I was writing. And I looked out my window and I blinked my eyes because I thought, what on earth am I seeing? And I realized that as people were walking for people they knew and loved who had died from AIDS, those people in spirit were walking with them. And I was, I thought, oh my gosh. So know that that is the case. Even those people whose names have not been voiced, you know, Mm. even those who may have died in some backwater years ago, um, and no one even, you know, remembers their name today. Please know that every single person who has died unjustly in similar circumstances, will be walking with these marchers. And so it's a collective. This is why I'm saying there's this huge network, and it has reached the tipping point, and now is the time. Thank you so much for that. Your clarity just rings true. So I, I have to be very selfish and personal right now, and I and then we'll get back to George Floyd and your dreams, and I see dreams lining up on the switchboard. Um so as I was saying, my best friend Gypsy is um, is it? She's on the bridge, I believe, mm. and um, she asked me to ask you. And her, this is her text: Ask her if it's my time to go. Can I relax? Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say exactly what I said to my dear friend Barb. who right before the pandemic, my friend Barb was a fighter. And I have a feeling that Gypsy is a fighter. She is. And I have a feeling that she has stood against odds in her life. Oh, yeah. And and has always been a fighter. But there are moments when the warrior lays down the sword. And this is a moment to just allow what is going to be, be. Because the bottom line is, we can fight, we can bring change wherever we are, whether we're in a body or whether we're not. Um, and, and that really is the truth. So my, my friend Barb, um, mm. right before the pandemic, was wow. 
dealing with a lot of health issues and was in an assisted living situation. And we were talking with her by FaceTime. And then the nursing home closed down. They wouldn't allow people in. And within two days, she was dead. So, but the last conversation or the second to the last conversation I said to her is, Barb, you are a fighter. You have always been a fighter. You don't know how not to fight. It's not even in your DNA. You don't know how to stop. It feels like failure. It feels like um, that you're not being true to yourself. But it is okay to be tired and it is okay to relax. So that's what I would say. It is time to allow. We can allow. And in allowing, there's tremendous grace um, and ease. Um, one of the stunning things about my work these days, to me, you can see mm-hmm. stunning is quite a word I use a lot because there are a mm-hmm. lot of stunning things going on. But people will call me to set up appointments to discuss their end and their afterlife. People who are terminal are contacting me to have these conversations. And this wasn't something I ever thought that I would Mm. be doing. Mm -hmm. But there are very few people who are willing to speak frankly around death and dying. Most people, oh, no, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You you know what I'm saying? Most people do not want to or cannot sit in that space. Um, But once again, it's that being able to listen. So I'm hoping that that is helpful to your friend. You know her better than I. I'm hoping that that would speak to Gypsy's heart. Yeah, I I think I think it will. I mean, I think the hard part is that she's got two young daughters on this side that are, you know, in their early 20s. And but then she has a daughter that was two years old when she had a two-year-old that passed Mm. years ago her name's Hillary and Hillary has been an angel that's come to Gypsy a lot and unfortunately we're going to be going to a break I wish we didn't have to have a break today Ah, darn commercials but that's okay (laughs) but um we're gonna when we come back I'd love to see if there's any if you can connect with Hillary she's been my Gypsy uh, my Gypsy's daughters are my goddaughters. So Hillary's my goddaughter. So I hope that makes me family enough. And I know we've got questions. I see you, Denise. Don't go anywhere. And Nancy T, you've got some people on the other side. I know you've got your questions. So everyone, hold on. We've got Hollister Rand with us. Check out her website during the break. HollisterRand.com. Get her book, Everything You Wanted to Know About the Afterlife, But We're Too Afraid to Ask. We'll be right back in just a moment. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. 
Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. This is Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream. And we're talking, Nancy T. and I are talking with Hollister Rand. The number to call if you have a question about the afterlife, about someone that you're related to on the other side, or about any of your feelings that you're moving through that relate to the death of George Floyd and the... The crisis that we're in the midst of this pandemic and all of the crazy stuff that I think we really need spiritual answers because all of the stuff on the earth plane, it's kind of coming up short. So I think let's just go straight to the source. And um, when we were when on the other side of the break, we were talking on the other side. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're on the bridge between worlds. <laughs> Um, yes, I think we are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I thank you so much for the for the gift of of your direct message to my friend Gypsy, and I hear Jenny Murphy just um, is listening, and she's also a bestie of of Gypsy's, and she's um, listening like intently, and she is also very interested in anything that you might have to say about Hillary, about Gypsy's daughter, who would be probably. Um, 32 at this point because I met Gypsy about 30 years ago so she died she was a two-year-old baby that died Um, and she's been Gypsy's angel she's been one of my angels I I just have to say she does not strike me as a two-year-old now I I understand (laughs) that she would be 30 here but this was an old soul you get that it was like first of all this is a, a very energetic spirit so she has a lot of energy, and she's also yelling surprise to me. So there may have been a surprise around her inception or her birth, and there mm. may have even been some difficulty getting her here, you know, some mm. challenges around the whole birth experience or the pregnancy because she's me- mentioning that. But she gives me this sense of, did, do you know she was born with a lot of black hair when she was little? All of a sudden, I just saw this shock of black hair. I went, what's that uh, that well- I'm seeing? So maybe you can check with Gypsy on that. Um, yeah, I don't know about anyway, that. I was, she, well, it was before my time. She is Isn't Gypsy's laughing. hair often black? Gypsy's hair is black. Oh, Gypsy's but, hair is black. Okay, yeah. so she's, she's talking to me about seeing her mother, being with her mother, her mother's black hair. So she imprinted definitely on her mother. Um, but there was this feeling I do think that Gypsy may have had when she held her, something along the lines of, oh, boy this is an old soul. You know, there Mm -hmm. was this sense of who is this? So, um, so this little one as full of life as she was really had a question about incarnation. She really questioned this whole world. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm having some trouble breathing as I speak with her. So I don't know if that was part of her mm-hmm. issue was this idea of literally not being able to breathe. Um, and if so, how interesting, given everything that's going on on the planet right, right now with people with not George. being able to breathe, yeah, with I that can't being breathe. a chant. Yeah, I can't yeah, breathe. So and George I know. I, I think it's so intriguing that indeed if she had some lung issues um but kelly with you um she says that she has visited you in dreams in different guises in different ways is that the case oh yeah yeah she shows up Mm -hmm. that's what she says so she gives me the feeling of really being connected with you (sighs) so 
I feel really connected to her. Yeah, yeah, I feel like she brought me to Gypsy. And Jenny yeah. is texting in. And Jenny's saying to remind me to tell you that. So Hilly had her two-year birthday party. And, and on the way home, on the drive home, she told Gypsy, I, Mama, I want to go home. And Gypsy said, we're on our way home. She said, no, Mama, I want to go home. Ah. And and it was just a couple of days later that she that she passed and it was, Mm -hmm. it was SIDS. It was, well, Jenny's Mm -hmm. saying that it might've been a congenital heart failure, but we don't know. That's not confirmed. Yeah, no, it was just that sudden, you know, it was just, I can't breathe and I'm, I'm gone. I mean, that was it. So, um, and she really, so you understand she wasn't sure about this earth. She wanted to go home. Yeah. So that's what I was, that's what she was letting me know is she wasn't sure when she got here, this was not, she wanted to be with Gypsy. She wanted to be born to Gypsy. She wanted to be part of all of that, but she really wasn't sure about this earth. Ah. And so that that Imagine how she'd feel now. (laughs) Well, well, you know, very, very, well, she's very, very involved. And that's what I would say just as much as, uh, you know, there's this sense of wanting to bring home to everybody. She said people are now looking at the idea of home and what home is and who doesn't have a home, mm. you know. And so the idea of home yeah, what is Hillary home? is a big idea for her. So what she has been wanting to do with both Gypsy and with you is addressing where home is. Is it a place? You know, is Mm. it a space? Is it a frequency? Where is it? And so Kelly, you know, in many ways, she gives me the sense that you find that you are home with certain people, Mm -hmm. that there are people you meet that you feel like you are at home with. Oh, yeah. But that also this earth doesn't always resonate with you. And one of the reasons that she and you connect so well is because often you want to be someplace other than here, almost like you would rather be living in a dream your whole life. <laughs> right? but, but you understand that place where you are untethered, you know, yeah. where you can really be free. So she's talking to me about freedom. You know, she has the most beautiful little hands. Oh, my goodness. And I, Mm. you know, I just, I just Mm. feel like she's always reaching out, always reaching out. You know, her there, there's a she she's very dressed up and very pretty. But I Mm -hmm. think she loves to just run around and get dirty, too. Do you know what I'm saying? I really think she's an interesting mix. Uh uh, Between the two, you know, so she Mm. loves the party dress and stuff. But mm. then now all of a sudden I'm seeing her in jeans or jean shorts or, you know, with a red <laughs> top. So I feel like she's saying, okay, there's time to party and then there's time to go and get dirty. So let's just get dirty together um, <laughs> and get right in there and do it. So she will always be a guide of yours, um, mm, Kelly. Thank Have you. no doubt. Have no and doubt. And I know, I know her dad, Johnny Brower is, you know, he's, that's I I met both Gypsy and Johnny right like just it's like within days after Hillary passed and I wouldn't have met them wouldn't have met Gypsy if it wasn't for Hillary's passing. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I know 
that's been divine. But I want to, I don't want to take up all of this on me, but I, I want to, let's bring on Denise, who is a regular caller on this show. In fact, I don't know that we could do the show without, without hearing from Denise. She's <laughs> one of our, our favorite besties on this show. So Denise, welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show, our, our every Wednesday ritual. And you're talking to Hollister Rand and Nancy's with us. So what's on your heart today, my sweet? I, I, I'm not doing a dream because this is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And I, I do want to ask her, Ms. Um, Hollister. Yes, I'm here. Why? Yeah, why? Why? I don't want to start crying. Go ahead and cry. Today's the crying day. We invite all tears. Passed in 2007. And I don't know for the life of me why I cannot shake this man. Why do I get chills all the time? when I start thinking about him and why do I just cry? So since 2007, I don't know if I should have got grief counseling, but I don't know if it's all right for Kelly. The last, last week when I called, I told her I was sleeping and I opened my eyes and next to me was a silhouette, a man with glasses and he was bending on one knee like a proposal and he had a small box but I, I didn't reach out for the box. He wasn't trying to give me the box. It's almost like I told Kelly he wanted me to reach out. I closed my eyes and opened it again, and he was gone. But I think about my father like he passed yesterday, and I want to know when, when can I stop being like this? Mm. I don't know what to do. Mm. Thank you, Denise. Thank you for your beautiful heart, and thank you for your question. Hollister, I hand yes, it over to and- you. Denise, you are very, very much an empath. And it's so interesting to me that you are also very much a giver, one who gives love. But it may also be challenging for you to receive it um, or you feel it isn't offered to you. Yes. So the one thing I would say here with a father, um, did you say your father passed yesterday, by the way? No, 2007. No, I said it feels like it was yesterday. He passed. It feels like yesterday. Okay. Because he is a very strong presence. So I thought it was yesterday. Wow. Um, You know, really, I thought, oh, my My. goodness. I I thought you said he died yesterday because he just feels. So this is a very strong man who in many ways, by the way, he was very handsome when he was young. You have pictures of him. Yes. Holy cow. I I went, whoa, look at this man. And yes. it gives me the idea of wanting to be in the military or being in the military he, for a short you better time. Not. So you know you about that, not, right? You better not do this because that just means I'll get – my father is retired 20 years <laughs> in the military and went to Vietnam twice. I just can't oh, okay. say that. Wow. Right. So I just want you to know that this is a man who sees himself in service, who sees mm. himself as someone who – answers the call. Do you get that, Denise? Yes. I mean, that's who he is. So this is a stand-up man. Yes. And, And so for you, having this man who was your protector, because he is not just you, but the country and his, you know, and the the people he fought with, this is a protective influence. You get that, right? Yes. Okay. So let's allow right here as we are here together, let's just say thank you, Dad, for protecting me and for continuing to protect me. 
So I'm thanking you for being present in my life and for demonstrating to me and the world what a man can be. So thank you. And I would not be surprised that Father's Day this year, there may be a very special gift for you from your father. And I I don't know what it may be. So just allow. Do you know what I'm saying? Just don't try to drive yourself crazy. But, you know, this is a man who is a father. Wow. So much love to you, my dear. Wow. You. Denise. Denise, thank you so much for opening up your beautiful heart and bringing your father into the show. I'm so moved. Oh, honey. Yeah, thank you, Denise. We love you. We love you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, God. You're, you're very welcome. He is with you, and he continues to protect you, my dear. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Thank I'm gonna, you. I'm, I'm going to keep you on, so if you have any other questions, you can you can come in. Um, Nancy, I just it just made me think about you and and wondering if you have any questions about your loved ones while well, we've got Hollister, we've got a few minutes. I I guess I just my question would be is there anybody around <laughs> uh I lost my well, dad and yeah. my yeah my dog Okay, don't yeah, you don't need to give me any uh info here. Um okay. because it's really kind of interesting that fathers do keep coming up. But you have a grandmother on your mother's side that you were close to, by the way, Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm being drawn over to that side of the family. And I feel as though your grandmother may have created a moral compass within you. She strikes me as a very moral person. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She had an idea of right and wrong. Was she also um, religious? You know, I think so. I'm not even sure. I'm not You're sure. You're not sure. I think, because yeah. religion comes down on your mother's side of the family, yes, by the way. Yes, That's So yeah. she's giving me this feeling of stamp of religion on you. So part of your life may really be about... Uh, exploring religion and its place in your life. What is religion? What is being spiritual? How do those two things work together? What organization can we bring to being spiritual so that we can be functional? You understand what I'm talking about? So there's this, yeah. you know, connection with the Godhead and maybe even the goddess, you know, this idea of how do we incorporate all of this? without creating division. That came down from your mother's side of the family. There weren't mm. also alcoholics on your father's side of the family, were there? Because all of a sudden, I'm smelling alcohol like crazy. You know what? Now Ooh. that I think about it, my uncle Frank was, I think. That's his okay, brother. So I, all right, so his brother. <laughs> I always so say we I, don't have any, but now that you said that, it's the first time I'm recalling. I think he did have a problem, or at least his wife did. Something in there. Yes. Yeah. So I just I just want you to know that uh, you know I'm smelling that alcohol. So your father may be with a brother, 
um, if indeed he had that. Um, your father's squinting at me, so I am not sure if he was having trouble with his sight toward the end of his life or if he is squinting in amusement. So if he was No, it's amusement. Was, it's amusement. Yeah, so if he yeah. was always, like, amused at things, <laughs> well, it that's kind of like... It's when people are amused, they squint their eyes a little bit. And I just yeah. feel like that was a common thing when you looked at him. So he suggests not to take life in a heavy way. By the way, this is a man, speaking of heavy, he likes a good meal, you know. So he did not skimp on meat and potatoes. You get that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So he gives me this idea of food. Um, and he may have even liked to barbecue. I'm hearing a sizzle, you know, so there's barbecuing going on. But he gives me the feeling that you have changed your eating habits. Isn't that the case? Um, well, I, I about, 20, I don't know, 12 years ago, I went vegetarian. Is, if that's right. What you well, mean. isn't that what I'm saying? So you have changed your diet. And he knows about that. Yeah. And he thinks that that's the better way. And he wishes that he had known that when he was here, because I do think some of the ways he was eating also contributed possibly to the way he died. Um, yes. He's bringing that up. So had he eaten differently and treated his body differently, he might not have died in exactly the same way. That's what he's letting me know. He was very tired at the end of his life, he tells me. He also has a favorite chair, and he may even have that with him in the afterlife. It looks like it. I don't know whether it's a recliner. All of a sudden, he's going, whoops. He's sort of, you know, going back in the chair. <laughs> and I'm hearing the news on in the background. And I'm, you know, and I'm hearing crunch, crunch, crunch snacks. You know, so uh -huh. he's, he's in a chair eating snacks and crunching and watching the news in the afterlife. It's always <laughs> nice to know that we can create the afterlife we want. But what he also lets me know about you, and this is really important, is that he believed that he demonstrated his love by putting a roof over the head, by putting food on the table. You know that. That's how he saw his role, right? You get that. He yeah. says he has learned about love from you. Oh. He, he has learned how to express it in ways that he didn't know how to when he was here. And he said, you have made it your life's work to express love. Yeah. And he wants to thank you for that. And may I leave you with that? Wow. Take that, Nancy. Take that all the way in. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're going to take wow. another call. Thank you. Um, okay, is this Jenny? This is Jenny. Hello, Jen Kelly. Jenny, I told her to stop texting and just get herself on the call and just call. So, Jenny, you are talking directly to Hollister Rand. And what is your question for her? By the way, let me just say this. Oops. Jenny, oh shoot, I lost her. Jenny, come back. Jenny, come back. I don't know. Um, Jeff, when she calls in next, help me figure out how to keep her on the line. I'll I'll tell you in the meantime what Jenny was was asking about was she's she's the other best friend of of gypsies and she was confirming that um she was confirming what you were saying about how Gypsy couldn't get pregnant until she had worked on her feet. Acupuncture helped her. And um, so 
for whatever reason, Jeff or Louis, help me figure out how to keep these callers on when I, I don't know how to do it. I'm so verklempt. I'm so not technologically. Yeah, I was going to say, we're all verklempt today. Yes. I know. I'm off my cookie. My cookie is yeah. like crumbled. Um, and that's a good thing. So... I'm it's okay. My dad's eating it on the couch. Getting <laughs> <laughs> it on the couch in my recliner, learning how to love. So I know Jenny. Okay, I'm going to bring you on, but I hope it's not going to delete anybody else. So Jeff or Louie, help me figure out how to keep everybody on. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm trying, and here we go. Jenny, are you there? Kelly, Kelly, are you there? I am. Okay, speak to me. Okay, so so Jenny, um, you're going through it right now, big time. And by the way, Jenny lives across the street from the Grove in um in in LA that and where it just got trashed from the riot. So I know this is like a thousand things compounded for you. But what's your question for Hollister, Jenny? Hello, my question. Um, my mom passed about three years ago, and my dad just passed two weeks ago. Mm. Do you know if they used uh, to dance? By the way, did they used to like to dance? Oh, they love to dance. Because I've seen two people dancing in front of me. I'm like, who are you? So (laughs) their parents are dancing. (laughs) Oh, I love that. It's almost as though your mother was waiting for her partner. She was. She didn't want to be dancing without her partner. I took chills with this. You know, it's so lovely to see them together. And looking so well. I mean, what a nice-looking couple they were. And Mm. when they were younger, there might have been, oh, you have a nice photograph of your mother, which might have been the last photograph taken. She wants to be remembered. um, And, you know, in this way, I think she's wearing blue. Um, So there may have been a wedding or a get-together. Now, you don't also have someone who suffered with Alzheimer's, do you, Jenny? Because I feel as though I have somebody here who says, I've got all my marbles, as though they lost me at one point. That might be Nancy's mom. Unless, Jenny, oh, so unless you're... I don't have anybody that I know okay, of. Okay, so Nancy, oh, Nancy, mom is here then. Um, is, is she also past or is she current with Alzheimer's? She's current with uh, severe dementia. And okay, we haven't seen her in a while because of COVID. Because of COVID. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Um, my sense is that I I can I can actually speak with people who have dementia and Alzheimer's, but I just want you to know, Nancy, your father is with your mother. So I think that really all the time. I've always thought that. Know. That's why that was being shouted out. We have to, you know, get, Hollister. You have to say, you know, you have to mention the dementia thing. Uh. Right now, it's like we're all having a group reading. You get that, right? Yeah. So all the spirits yeah. are here going, oh, you know, there's a pause in the conversation. So Nancy's dad goes, hey, you know, so there's also a Joe, there's also a Joe or Joseph who is here, by the way. So, Jenny, let's get back to your uh, parents. They really are a lovely couple and they were in love. You get that, right? Oh, yeah. So Definitely. this is like the love story kind of thing. Mm. And mm-hmm. and that's really what they want to come here with you to let you know that you have not lost them and they also have not lost each other. Um and you have your father's watch, do you not? As mentioning a watch. Yeah, it may not be working. He would love for okay. it to get in working order. 
Um, he also shows, shows me boxes and things like that, you know, having to clear up and clean out and, you know, doing all of this stuff. And he wants to thank you. I'm also seeing rows of books. So one of your parents was a reader. Um, so there are all of these books, and you may also be a reader. Um, your grandmother is also passed on your mother's side, correct? Yes. And your father is there with a dog, by the way. So there's a family dog that has also passed. So, Jenny, yeah. just so you know, there's a dog with them as well. And you had something that was a bit like a Labradoodle or a Lab Mix. Because a Lab, a lab, yes. a lab just ran through <laughs> my, my room here as I was talking to the parents. I'm like, oh, look at that. There goes the Lab. So I just want you to know the whole family is here, including um, this dog who is running, which is important because that dog may not have been able to run before dying. Mm. My, my mm. feeling is lost the ability to get around, to move around, maybe couldn't go out to do business, you know, that kind of thing. So this dog is letting me know I can run now, just like your parents are letting me know we are together and we are dancing. Oh, Jen, Jenny, you wanted to ask about a necklace uh, where her Jan necklace is. What's that about? Yes. There's a missing necklace we can't find that we think mom hid someplace. Well, that's interesting because your dad, so they were talking, they were starting to talk about jewelry. Dad talked about the the watch. You don't know where that is necessarily either. Um, Did your mother have a habit of putting things, I know this is going to sound strange, putting things in socks and putting them in the back of a drawer? That's very possible. Because I'm seeing Um, socks. And I'm seeing them rolled up with something inside and put in the back of a drawer. So you might not have even known where it was or what it was. So so just know. Um, She also had pearls, your mother. Did she not? She did? Yeah. Yeah. She's talking about her pearls. Who has the pearls? We... Uh, unfortunately, the show is is about to end, and I and I want to make sure that we know how to, people can find Hollister at your website, HollisterRand.com, and on Facebook. Yes. And you've got a you've got a class that people can take, and they can find out about that on on on, on your website. website. Hollister. Thank you. So Two much. L's. Two L's. Oh my God, Hollister Rand. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are amazing, Nancy T. I love you. Thank you, Denise, and thank you thank everyone you. for joining us. Take care, hang in there. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast. And I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.